Thank you, Lord. Hey, open your Bibles to Malachi chapter 4. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. So just go to Matthew and go left. Malachi chapter 4. <clears throat> you know, for those, most of us, I think most of us were here last week. If you weren't here last week, Pastor Kim Pittner uh, just gave a, a phenomenal word. And he he also began to just pray some things over our church at the end of, uh, end of the service. Um. And one of the things he prayed, I really felt like just was was stirred in my heart again. And so I just want to kind of just kind of go back to it and just kind of open it up a little bit. This has been something that's been the heart of our church uh, since Ashley and I uh, were given the leadership and appointed pastors. This has been something that we said on the very first sermon we preached uh, that Sunday, June 3rd, 2007. We, we mentioned this part and we said, here's what, what we want to be about. And so last week, as Kim was praying at the end, he got right to it and he talked about, you know, the old and the young coming together and, and dancing together and that there was going to be, you know, that, that the enemy would try to separate us from one another, but God wants to bring us together in the generations to come together. And I was like, oh, there it is right there. Cause I don't know if there's, only a few of you maybe who were here at that time, there's some of you, but maybe remember that one of our core tenets of saying, here's what we want our church to be about is we want to be a multi-generational church. We want to be an intergenerational church. Whatever name you want to call it, we don't want to be one set of anything. We don't want to be all a bunch of young people who then start getting old and we just stay and we just stay our age. Um, we want to be we want to be the family of God. We want to be a picture of the kingdom of God and the family of God because here's the deal the family of God has grandfathers and grandmothers and it has pooping babies. Okay? I mean that's just the reality of, of life. Spiritually is just like physical. We need every single person. And there's been, you know, there's a movement. Uh, you know, the, the enemy is always trying to separate. You know, in our in our country and in fa- in families individually, there's always just the goal is separation. Because if you can get people separated from one another, and they won't come together and be who they're meant to be, to you know, as one. And Kim mentioned two things. He talked about. For the old, whatever qualification you think that is, I leave that up to you. Okay, um, <clears throat> the old have wisdom, and the young have strength. And those of us in the middle are trying to figure out which one we got. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I think. I think I am. Some people are like, "Nope, you're on the OLD, huh?" <laughs> Looking at this section. Uh, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Hey, we're we're all young compared to eternity, right? So let's just let's just remember that. Uh, but he said, you know that you know the wisdom and the strength. When you have the wisdom and the strength come together, then you can really go somewhere. And so I really want to just just highlight that and encourage us and say, hey, that that's where we. I, I believe we've accomplished a lot of that because I, you know, you look around the room. There's there's people with. Still got the same color of hair they had when they were 15. Uh, some of them because they're only 16. <laughs> uh, some people, you know, don't have any hair and it's changed colors and uh, our faces look different and we wonder who's in the mirror. Um, 
And, you know, we're going, man, there's, there's my dad or my mom or my grandpa or whoever. And we're like, they're, they're showing up in my house all the time and they don't, they're not even around. Um, but there's, if you look around, there's all different kinds of faces. And I believe that, that some of that has been accomplished, but I think there's more. I think God would say, hey, let's, let's not settle for the good that's been done. Let's, let's keep pressing in for that. And so I really believe it is a word for our church. And so I want to talk a little bit about God's heart. And we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, the answer to the problem of the separation of, of generations. Okay. So we're going to start in Malachi 4. We're going to start in Malachi 4. In verse 4. And it says this. Uh, remember, this is, this is the last words of the Old Testament, by the way. Uh, it's, it's kind of important. I, I think there's a reason that this got placed last. And it says this. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. So they're mentioning the, you know, the, the law that they had in the Old Testament, Ten Commandments, etc., See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful, dreadful day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. Or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. So before God moves, basically, who is Elijah here? Does anybody know? Who is Elijah? John the Baptist. Okay? So, in other words, John the Baptist was the forerunner of the coming of Jesus to bring salvation, to change everything. The new covenant was going to come. So, in other words, there's going to be a massive change. Kim mentioned a little bit of that last week. You can listen to that online if you want it, lwfcmidland.org. So, but it's a great message for those of you who are guests and just want to be encouraged and challenged by God. Uh, but... There was a massive change coming, and one of the things that was going to happen was there's going to be a heart change that's going to happen. There's going to be a turning of the hearts. And see, here's the deal. If God is turning hearts one way, who is going to turn hearts the other way? Yeah, you know, the, the adversary, the, the devil, whose name was Lucifer and now we call Satan, whatever you want to refer to him as, his heart is totally opposite. So his heart is to turn the parents against the children and the children against the parents. You see that in our country right now. We've got, we've got a massive disconnect between the generations. What, what, I mean, if I have to hear one more time about, oh, the millennials, <laughs> some of them are getting old right now. We're going to be, we're moving on. You know, we're moving on to the next one, whatever weird title we've given y'all or something. I don't know. Some of you might make millennial like on the edge and uh, what is, do you have a name for your generation? Like the bomb, the awesomes or something? Like let's call, let's call, let's call the next generation like the, the, the best ever or something. Let's just like declare that, you know, let's, let's not, let's not come up with terms that say, oh, they're this, oh, they're this. Look, I remember that. I know I'm preaching in the choir here to some of y'all, but here, uh, I remember, look, I'm generation X according to, you know, me, okay? <laughs> Not according to all online things that try to change me into something else. I was born in 1976. We're called generation X. We're called, we're called the slacker generation. We were going to be amount to nothing. We were going to be the, the losers. Hey, have you noticed a pattern? We say that about every generation coming up. We need to come up with a new label, we need to come up with new language. We need to come up with a new vision 
to say, okay, God, that's not your heart because the heart of God is where my heart is turned and says, okay, my heart is being turned to those who are coming up, those who are being born, those who are growing up, those who are young in the Lord who are being raised up. My heart is being turned to them. That is a, that is a direct evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. It does say that the parent's heart or the father's hearts turn first. It's not the responsibility of the younger generation to turn their hearts to us. It's the responsibility of the older generation to say, I value you. I love you. I'm going to reach into your life and I'm going to love you even though you are doing some ridiculously stupid things. Maybe. (laughs) Or you think some crazy things that we never thought. Some of it is because God just wants to bring new things. Remember, He's doing a new thing. Pastor Kim said that last week. If we're waiting for the old thing, God doesn't have one. God doesn't have an old thing. He has a new thing. And so if you're always looking to the oh, if we could just go back to the way it was. Well, you know what? Guess what? God ain't going back. He's only going forward. He is going to the future. And the future says, hearts come together. There's, there, and there needs to be a point of repentance where I say, I repent for my judgment over younger people or a different generation or people that are just different than me, period. You know, our nation, we're being separated by anything we can be separated by. If it's age, if it's men and women, if it's culture, if it's, you know, what country you're from, if you're an immigrant or not an immigrant. I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just saying there's all kinds of separation going on. Whenever you see separation, that tells me that's not the Holy Spirit. Because whenever I see the Holy Spirit showing up in the Bible, people are coming together. You know, it says they were all together in one place in Acts chapter 2. They were, there was unity and then God, the Spirit shows up. So there's a move of God. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a release of the Spirit of God when people come together. So I want us to go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Hey, if you're a guest, we are a spirit-filled church, so we definitely hit Acts chapter 2 at least once a year, right? <laughs> Probably multiple times. I, I can't count on, I can't count how many times I've heard people open up to Acts 1, 8, or Acts chapter 2 in my life, okay? It's a lot. But this is the birth of the church. This is, so it's important. This is the, the release when the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes the, the people of God on the day of Pentecost. And so the Holy Spirit comes, they begin to speak in tongues, there's all the people rush to it and are going, what's going on? They hear the sound, they hear the sound of them speaking in their own languages, the praises of God. And then some made fun of them, you know, because whenever God moves, people are going to make fun and say, you're crazy, you're just making that up, uh, you're gullible, you're, you're just prone to things, or you're drunk, or whatever. So they went with a drunk one this time. They've had too much wine. They, had, they did have wine. It was the, <laughs> spiritual, though. Um, then Peter s- stood up with the eleven. This is verse 14. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So here's a prophecy from Joel chapter 2. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters 
will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants, both men and women, women made it in there too, by the way, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy, I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, and billows of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so that's, that's awesome. Everyone Everyone, there's all kinds of everyone's going on. So that means there's no, there's no exclusion. So anytime when exclusion shows up, I have stepped out of the kingdom into my own ideas. When I'm excluding someone for whatever reason it is, there's many reasons why I can be excluded. Man, I had to, tangent. Can I go on a tangent? Personal tangent. Uh, <clears throat> So, you know, there's, when I was younger, there's just some things that happened in my life where I, I dealt with a little bit of rejection. It wasn't from my family. It wasn't from people that loved me, but more in the school realm and the, uh, you know, the friend high school thing. Like, like you couldn't pay me. I wouldn't, I would never go back to high school for any amount of money. Sorry. Like you can, you could never pay me enough money. Some people are like, oh yeah, the glory days. No, that was not the glory days for me. <laughs> you could not pay me enough money to go back to high school. Uh, for like, there's like a list of 103 reasons. And I'll get it, I'll post it later. Um, <laughs> it'll go viral. 103 reasons never to go back to high school. Okay, um, you do have to go to it though, by the way. Like you can't, I'm not telling you to skip it or anything. Okay, um, I only did that one day. Um, had to go to Saturday school to it for, for it to for one day. I mean, I skipped on senior. I skipped on senior skip day, and uh, you know, I didn't. You know, I didn't have permission from my parents. They didn't know where I was. So, <laughs> anyway, that's a different thing. We're not talking about confession of sin here. <laughs> so there's there's just some things you know, and I be, as I begin to. Uh, you know, I began to go back and think of, of, of certain people in my life, and, and I just felt like there was, there was just this word to me that said, oh, they're, they're just, they're just gonna be, they're just better than me. They're just more successful. There was just, there was just this thought, and I was like, where's that coming from? He goes, it was real, okay, it was, okay, I believe, I believe this. Right now I've been believing this. And so I said, okay, God, you know, what, what, <laughs> what lie am I believing? <laughs> What lie am I believing? Okay, God, I'm going to give you this lie. So I give him the lie. What is he going to give me in return? And God says, I'm going to, I'm going to give you fresh vision. And so we need, we need the, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things where that can separate us. And God is the one that's bringing us back in to say, no, I'm, I'm going to heal that. So maybe some of you stretched out something to God that said, Psh, I got this and just know that Receive something in exchange. If you gave God something, ask Him, what do you want to give me? Because God always trades up. So anyway, that kind of goes with this, but we'll, we'll go back here. So here's the deal. The answer to the separation is the fullness of the Spirit. That's, that's what this says right here. The answer to the separation between ages is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Because the fullness of the Holy Spirit brings the sons and daughters to be released to speak the words of God. And it releases the old men and the old ladies. <laughs> Can you say old ladies? Probably not. 
No, you can't say that word. <laughs> okay. I just, as I spoke it, it sounded wrong. Like that, I should never say that phrase again. Um, so you're older. I'm just going to call, I'm just going to say ladies. <laughs> I'm not going to put any adjective in front, good or bad. Okay. <laughs> so, but the, the, but see here, look at this. The, the Holy Spirit shows us, look, and it's not like, it's not just limited to this. I know we like to joke about it. You know, Pastor Kim even joked about it last week where he said, you know, I had, which was it, which one is the young? I had a vision, so I must be young. Okay, here's the deal. The point is, is not the specific things that are happening. The point is, is that the Spirit is at work in the life of every single person. And when the Spirit is at work in your life, you'll see supernatural things happen. The Holy Spirit will begin to release things in your life. As you release things in your life, guess what? You are automatically connected to somebody else who has the Spirit and is releasing things in their life the barriers begin to be torn down because those don't matter anymore because when you're in the Spirit, all those things go by the wayside. You know, if I'm standing next to... I mean, I love the picture. Man, there's all kinds of people praying. I love... Uh, can, I call out, can I call out Cooper? I love that when we said, hey, leaders, come up here and pray. And Cooper's like, I'm going to go pray for somebody. <laughs> Close enough. I'm an adult now, right? <laughs> you know, it's just like... But the freedom... See, that's, that's been developed in our church where anybody of any age knows, okay, I'm part of this family. I can pray for somebody too. There's too many people for the elders to pray for. There's not that many elders, right? So we, <laughs> we got to have more people praying. And so some of you are like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to go because I, I've got the Holy Spirit. I have something in my life. And so I can stand next to someone. So we had up front, we had all kinds of people, old and young, laying hands on one another. That's the church. That's, that's what happened here. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. There's a move of the Spirit that says, hey, it's not just for a few people. It's not for just if you've studied the Bible so much that you figured it out. No, it's for anybody who has been filled, has been received the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to release the Holy Spirit and His presence, and you're going to come together in unity with those that are different than you. So here's one thing we have to do. I'm going to give us one thing that we can do in response. 1 Peter chapter 5. So go to go to the right. To the right. To the, okay, no, I shouldn't sing that. Um, 1 Peter. Anybody know where it is? I can't find it. First Peter chapter five, got it. So I'm going to read this whole section here. It's going to it's going to start with elders, but then it's going to get to kind of get to everybody here. So, but I'm just going to read the whole passage for us. So if you're if you feel like you're an elder, then receive the elder portion. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. 
In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor or gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. So here's what I want to highlight. One response we can have is humility. It's humility. And it said, I looked up the word all in Greek. I can use this old joke. The word all of you clothe yourselves in humility. Guess what all means? All. (laughs) Now here's the deal. The word there for clothe, literally what it means is this. Tie humility around you. I mean, be covered in it. Let it, let it, let it just be all over you. You are, you are tied up. You are, you are bound in with humility. Because here's the deal. I mean, I, I love that picture because, because, you know, when you're tied up, uh, I just think of pride getting tied up. That's what, it, that's what it made me think of. You know, I need to have my pride, my own personal selfish thing. <laughs> Tied up. I mean, here's the deal. Don't we all think we're right? I mean, have you been have you been on the news or the social media? I mean, social media is just basically a thing where I get to declare how right I am to the world, and hopefully somebody else sees it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it is. Uh, it's kind of what it becomes. It, it doesn't have to be that way, but it becomes that way. But here's the deal. I need, I need to have that part of me tied up. I need to have that covered where it cannot get out. <laughs> Hopefully it'll get out of me and not come back at some point. But let's be honest. Sometimes there's still things in there that don't, doesn't belong. And so I need, I, need, I need to be tied up to where I don't let the pride out where humility comes out first. Because if I approach somebody with humility, oh man, there's a whole better chance that they may, they may receive me, right? If I come with I'm right, you're wrong, I have the answers. Man, if you, if you just be more like the 40-year-olds, for crying out loud, the 40-year-olds, Generation X, we've got it going on. We know what's up. Listen to everything I say. <laughs> Do it anyway. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, if we come with that attitude, what, what do people do? Well, unless they're clothed in humility, guess what? Their little thing comes out that says, you know what? I know a few things too, sucker. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday, right? You know, I've learned a few things. I'm 18, I'm 19, I'm 15, whatever it is. You know, and like, hey, I know, I'm 25, I'm 45, I know something. And that that pride wells up and says, hey, I got something on my own. And it's like humility needs to tie that in and say, okay, I'm going to humble myself. Because what does it say? God opposes the proud. I said this during the offering a few weeks ago. For some reason, we went to like humility during the offering and pride. Uh, it was just a warm-up for today, I guess. So here's the deal. You want God to fight against you, then operate in pride. God has to oppose the proud. Like it's not like it, it, he doesn't just start it up. It's like, it's like God's in opposition to it. So if you step into pride, he's already against you. I mean, you're, you're going against what God is doing. You are, you are standing in his way. 
I mean, the whole point of being full of the Spirit is so that His way happens, right? That, that the way of Jesus happens in my life. Uh, everybody was drawn to Jesus. The religious, the non-religious, the sinners, the, the, everybody who did bad things, people who thought they were perfect, they were all drawn to Jesus. Why? Because He's full of the Holy Spirit and there was the very presence of love Himself having a name. And they were drawn to Him. The only way I get to experience that same thing in my life where I have that same effect on people is if I am allowing the fullness of the Spirit to operate in my life. And I'm only going to do that when I know I have nothing apart from You, Lord. I'm tied up. I am tied up where I am not free to do my own thing. I'm, I'm free to do Your own thing, God. Because I don't want to stand in opposition to God. I don't, I don't want to have God fighting against me. I mean, if God is for me, who can be against me? But if I'm not for God, if I am put myself where I am not in that place where He is against me, it's not God's fault. Oh God, you're not doing... No, He has already said, I'm going to oppose the proud. So it says, therefore, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. Yeah, we, we do get to the lifting up. It's not that we just get squished down and we're like, no, he says, okay, we're going to humble you and then you can be who you're meant to be. Then you can operate in the heart that you've meant to operate in. You can, you can come with humility to someone else. And you know what? People will follow someone with humility. You know, there's a, one of the, uh, we had an interim president at my Bible college. Uh, his name was Pastor Ron Mel. Uh, he was a great four-square pastor. He pastored for years and years. Uh, he lived with leukemia and was just sustained for 30, 40 years. I think he died in his 50s, if I remember correctly. He wrote all kinds of books. Uh, he was, you know, his church was 8,000 people. I mean, he, was, he had a national radio program. He had all kinds of stuff. But man, this guy, this is one of the most humble guys you'll ever meet. I, mean, I only got to meet him a couple times, but I got, you could see from a distance, even if he, could, he would get up to talk, and you're like going, this guy's tied up in humility. This guy's clothed with humility. He was, he was so humble. He had all kinds of reasons not to be humble. I mean, I think he was only put in the place he was because he had that humility. That he, he so much knew that he was humiliated at his own ability to do anything that he had to rely on God. That was, that was his words. I must be humiliated about my ability to do anything for him. And so I humble myself under God's mighty hand. You know, when we come with humility towards one another, it builds a bridge. It doesn't put up a wall. And so, I encourage you, continue to allow this to happen in our life as a church, as as a body. We're going to continue to see that. I believe we're going to see it in, in greater measure. That God will bring us together. He'll bring the barriers down that people will come in and say, man, there's something different here. There's that I'm, I'm out of the atmosphere of the United States of America for a while. <laughs> I mean, I'm out of the atmosphere of this or that or whatever is the oil field atmosphere or whatever it is. Uh, but there's, you know, there's something. And then we get to go, when we encourage here, then we go out with that same atmosphere, with that same heart. And then we, we take it and we, we spread it around a little bit. And people get a, get a whiff of that. <laughs> What's that? You know? What's that deodorant you're wearing, man? That's like, that's, a, that's good. That's, that's like spiritually, that that's draws me to you. It's like, hey, what's going on with you? What's going on? 
It's, it's the attractiveness. What did, what did it say in Corinthians? There's going to be the, an aroma that comes from those who are following Jesus. There's a spiritual aroma. You don't physically smell anything, but spiritually it's like a smell. It, it's like there's a reaction. When you walk in a room and there's a smell, you have a reaction. Same thing. When you walk into a room, there should be a reaction because there's an aroma of Christ that is being released in your life. So here's how I want us to close today. I hope she didn't have a long lesson because we're done early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I preached a long time. It's been going a while, right? So here's the deal. I want us to take a few minutes. We got, we got plenty of time, so we're, no, we're in no rush. But I want us to pray together. I want us to pray and break up into some groups here. But here's the deal. There's only one rule. You've got to mix it up with the ages right now. Okay? We're not having all the youth and the middle people praying together or whatever. Find, find a few people. Let's spread it out and just intentionally say, I'm going to just... I'm going to mix it up right now. We're going to mix it. You stay with your spouse. I'm not telling you to, you can stay with, you know, if you have your spouse here, you can pray with them. But mix it up. Get, get the groups mixed up where you, there should be somebody who has no hair or gray hair. And then somebody who has amazing hair. And then somebody who's in the middle who's like, in between, you're like, I think it's going, man. Um, <laughs> so whatever that is. And, and we're going to close. So that, that's how we're going to close is just, just pray for one another. Uh, if you have a prayer need, just share it quickly. Don't take 30 minutes to share your prayer request. Just say, I need, I need this in my life right now. But if you have nothing else to pray for, just pray for the release of the humility and the spirit in their life. Just say, God, we're going to apply whatever you spoke through the word today we want to receive into our lives. Sound good? So you're going to have to get up. Everybody stand up. Stretch. Move around. Okay, now move around the room a little bit. Kind of, Kind of spread out. And grab, find some people, maybe somebody you don't even know, whatever. Just mix it up.